catching catching up podcast my name is ray chang and i'm nami and this is catching up and here's our guest for today did you say my name no yeah you got it yeah you say daniel song another daniel i know what you're thinking Uh, this one's a little better though (laughs) 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 this one's a little better so yeah uh we're just gonna jump right into it do you have any any icebreakers for our guests today yeah so i thought we could talk about if you were a pokemon which pokemon would you be so we okay ray backstory ray wanted to have a whole episode on this and i don't think it could be a full episode but Icebreaker's good, right? Yeah, you're right. I don't think it could be a full episode. It'd probably be like a full season. <laughs> but yeah, try to keep it brief. Oh my. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is our renowned guest. Okay, yeah. Go I'm not really more. a Pokemon guy, though, to be honest. Ooh. Oh, oh my God. Don't tell me you're one of those Digimon heathens. Dude, Digimon, oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, well, I didn't, I didn't play Pokemon. I'm not into those games. So when everyone was playing those, I never really played Pokemon. That's so you. But I'll say... Um, That's so you. Can I say like Bulbasaur or something like that? <laughs> Why? Not, not as common as fail. Pikachu. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not. That's you asked the wrong fail. person. Why Bulbasaur? Because like Squirtle, everyone's like, oh, so cute, and then Pikachu <laughs> is too well known. Bulbasaur's like right in that line where it's like, Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur. You know, it's like. You know, Actually, that's a really good answer. <clears throat> is it? It gives no. It gives insight. It gives insight to what he values. Okay, how about Charmander? Charmander, Charizard's too well known. It's like Charmander's a little one's too cute. The flame and the tail. It's too cute. Man, you know what? Um, you guys don't know our guest as well as I do. Um, but if there's one thing I do know about Daniel's song, it's that he has quite a propensity for not liking that other, that not liking things that other people like. Mm. So let's look deeper into that. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just curious, why? <clears throat> why do you do this? I mean, I, maybe it's like this need to not be like everyone else all the time or like okay. not con- like this idea of wanting to be non-conformal mm. i think non-conforming but non-conformal sounds cooler so okay non-conforming yeah i, I just I, I think growing up i always like i would do so i think i grew up doing things differently like just out of the norm and then i kind of liked when i was younger i just liked oh man he's like different and mm. i think i liked that yeah. and then as as i got older it kind of just became a part of my identity i guess but mm. i don't know but I don't I don't do that with important things though, just trivial things. Quick introduction to Daniel Song. Yeah, um, let's introduce Daniel Song is uh you know that one episode of How I Met Your Mother when um Lily goes over to uh Jason Siegel's house? Marshall's Yeah, Marshall's house and Marshall's mom is making that like twenty layer dip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well this long winded one <clears throat> winded example is just to say that Daniel is just as deep as that dip. Oh, that was. Yep. You could have used so many other examples. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> but I chose a bad one on purpose. <laughs> you could have said, like, when Shrek says, like, he's an onion. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's used a lot, but it's a good one. That's solid, yeah. You like how he just do some, some shit? I'm just saying. Oh, he you just used a lot. You got that quick jab in. Oh, I love our guests already. <laughs> That's all I'm, I'm the opposite. Like, if it's if it's cool in pop, pop culture, I like it. Like, oh, why? Just, yeah. uh, I don't know. Because it's like, oh, everyone finds this cool like yeah there's gotta be something oh my gosh so it's here's a cliche right so if everyone told you to jump off a bridge you just jump off of it too (laughs) (laughs) okay mom wait did you is is that like an implication of something deeper from like your childhood like did you need to feel like you needed to conform when you were younger or like 
Yeah, for sure. Because oh, okay. I feel like I, yeah. I got bullied a lot like oh, when I was young. Oh, yeah, yeah. really? So I think from a young age, I think I started getting bullied when I was like third grade, third or fourth grade, oh, from wow. what I remember. So I feel like I had to like fit in, you sure, know? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, but don't you think like some things are just truly good? Like yeah, truly I funny, agree. truly awesome? <sighs> well... well <laughs> Don't ask this guy. Good and well, and let's play a game. Is fu- funny subjective though, right? If we're just going to use that example, funny <laughs> is very subjective. It is. Like, some it people is. hate The Office. I love The Office. Yeah, like Friends. I'm not a big Friends guy either. No. Are you a Friends person? I like Friends. Oh, okay. What yeah. a surprise! <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yo, you're bad. I'm kidding. I'm literally just. I'm getting bullied right now. I call myself. Oh wow! I like looked over oh, her shoulders are like slouched in. No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing about Friends. I get why people don't like it. And I get why the diversity aspect is what bothers a lot of people that I surround myself with. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like not funny to not white people, I guess. Whoa. I mean, that's what I've heard, right? Um, but when I watch the show, it I think I like it because I watched it growing up. Like, I think when I watch it now, it's kind of like back. Like, I don't know, background yeah. noise, and it helps me, like, be nostalgic. You know, so it's funny, though, because they did this thing on the 40th anniversary of SNL. They had, like, random guests, and then Jerry Seinfeld was, like, doing a, like, a question and answer thing. And then, as a joke, like, there was a black actress, and she was like, oh, how come there were never any black people on Seinfeld? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's so true. And then I was like, oh, Seinfeld. But then I never thought about the same thing with Friends. Yeah. Very interesting, actually. So. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with a lot of shows, you know? Like, well, The Office has black people in it, so. Stanley? Terrible. But but Terrible. pretty heavily white, you know? Yeah. 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 So I think community was uh, a I yeah. love community. Community's so good. Oh, you love community? Dude, you love community too. I loved community. I, I didn't finish it, but I do love the first two seasons. I wanted to talk about this concept of diversity. Okay? And and let me just go on a quick tangent. I feel like I go on these a lot. Um, it bothers me that community was so diverse. Um, and here's the reason why. We live in America, and America is primarily Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to me that a lot of things that they do present and show and the characters are Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't go to South Korea and watch a South Korean TV show and get really mad that all the characters are Korean. Like, In fact, if they included a white person, I feel like that'd be the token white person within right. that TV show. Right. And you want to know why we're all kind of like smiling? Because we've seen it. Yeah. Like, we'll see these guys who do Korean rap, and in these music videos, they have, like, a token black dude. Or, like, three black dudes. Or, like, a black woman. And it's, like, like, it's Korean rap. Why do you need black people in your Korean rap video? Mm. That doesn't make it any more rap, you know? Like, Mm. rap is just rap. I will say this, though, to comment on that. I think, which, which I do agree with what you're saying, but I think the difference is that America is... Not the only country, but I think the biggest, like, in front of the news country that prides itself on being, like, very diverse. And, like, we're the melting pot. And, like, come to America and, like, you know, we accept, well, maybe not so much anymore, but, like, you know, come all your families from wherever. Like, so we pride ourselves on that. So then it's, like, and then nowadays everyone's, like, very politically correct, right? And so I think the age we're living in, although I completely agree with you. That's why I think when I watch Friends, I'm, like, who cares if there's no black people? Mm -hmm. Like, for the sake of, like, work... And like equality in that way, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe there should be more, but like this is a show of like not exclusively six white people, but it just happens to be that they're mm. all middle class 
white people working in New York. So it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, I don't think anyone at the time was watching it and they were like, oh man, this isn't realistic. Because that's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. at the point of the show. Maybe because we've just never seen it done well. Yeah. You know? It's yes. always like cheesy. It's always like, you know, oh, they needed a token, like, right, you know, right, diverse yeah. person so that they're in it. And even these days, I think they're the TV shows that are around. It's getting better, but it's like, it is is a little cheesy. Like, it feels a little cheesy. Actually, um, one thing that always makes me laugh is, and the writing is so good, is in South Park, there's a character named Token, and he's black. Yeah. Because he's a token black guy. Yeah, so... So South Park. I mean, yeah, like, it's so meta, but it's it's so, like, self-aware that, like, a lot of these companies and advertisements and TV shows and movies, like, there's always got to be one Asian dude, one Mm -hmm. black dude, one white person, Mm -hmm. and then... It's like a community brochure for college. Yeah. Like, oh, like we are happy and diverse, yeah. oh, you know. That's true. But I think when I watched um, Crazy Rich Asians, I felt so seen. Like, I think other people thought it was cheesy and, mm-hmm. like, kind of like, oh, the storyline was, like, whatever. And it felt, like, too Asian. Like, too, like, mm-hmm. oh, we are Asians and putting this out there but I, I don't know I walked away from the movie like wow like this was a romantic comedy that, so a storyline of course isn't going to be like wonderful right. but growing up watching romantic comedies only seeing white faces on the screen and finally having seen faces that look like mine on the screen in this like perspective I just felt so like wow like this is great do you care about that? I feel like you wouldn't care about that because you're so big into writing and story. Yeah. I feel like if you walk into a movie and then the story's good, the writing's solid, and the acting's good, like you'll walk out being like, that was great, regardless of who's in it. Am I wrong? Uh, well, okay. Oh, man, I, I always feel bad for our guests because I always feel like they're asking us questions. I know, yeah. Um, I was just about to ask you that question, but I'll, I'll answer them. Okay. Thank cool. you. <laughs> um, um, maybe this goes beyond me. Maybe it's more... Um, you know, studied, maybe it's more academic than I'll ever realize. But for me, though, um, I don't know. I don't really look to media to find my heroes. You know, mm. one man I do respect a lot is uh, Mr. Rogers. He wasn't like masculine, but he was masculine in a healthy kind of way, mm. you know, emotions. And, and that's what I can really see and understand in terms of role model through media. Mm. But um, seeing like a romantic lead being Asian and another romantic lead being Asian and a whole cast being Asian, like, for me, that's not empowering, so I don't really understand that. Right. And, um, so maybe it makes sense to you, but for me, though, all I really care about is the right, the right, mm-hmm. yes, or Asian. <clears throat> all right. So this is interesting, though, because I think I think the difference that you guys have on this is like why you guys work well together. I think it's pretty cool. But I will. Say, I, I want to ask you this though, because for you, you were like, oh, I felt seen, and it was like, mm-hmm. like not like a huge deal, but it was a big deal to you. Mm-hmm. So like. Being in, like, kind of media stuff yourself, like, photography mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. do you think that plays a part in why that you feel that way? Yeah, I was going to say that when you are talking, Ray, because I feel like you might not find that inspiration because of just who you are, right? But I feel like I know, maybe because I'm surrounded more by creatives who grew up, like, wanting to be maybe an actor or... Mm. I don't think I would have ever grown up thinking like, oh, I can be an actress or I can be a singer or a dancer, even though I was interested in those things mm-hmm. because I never saw that, like, oh. like you know, representation. Mm. So, I mean, who knows? Like, maybe I could have been a pop star or something. I don't know. You could have. But I never thought I could, 
I, I always thought like, you know, I should be a doctor or like a lawyer. Yeah, we've seen a lot of those. Yeah, because that's what Asian people do, you mm-hmm. know. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's a great point. Yeah. And um, the more I think about it, you're right, because um, let me take like an example here is um, Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Um, the, the general manager for the Houston Rockets said that Jeremy Lin was the second fastest player mm. within that draft class. Mm. Um, so in terms of pure speed, um, Jeremy Lin was fast, but he didn't get drafted. Uh, why is that? Um, he went to Harvard. You know, maybe that's a, maybe not a strong basketball program, or maybe mm. it's because of the fact that he's Asian, which mm. is why 60 teams, no, I'm sorry, 30 teams passed on him twice each. Mm. Um, he was passed on 60 times. He got moved from team to team, and it took... It took Jeremy Lin for kids to realize in today's today's age or, or like in, in this time right now that um, the NBA is definitely a possibility. And you're right; it's because of representation. Yeah. So that yeah. does make sense. You're right. Oh, yeah. so then that's like how you because I was just gonna ask: Is there a field where if you saw an Asian, mm. you'd be like, "Oh wow, that's like you feel like empowered a little yeah. bit"? Um, because I know our guests so well, mm. um, I actually want to talk about this man's legendary legendary durability as a human being let me get let me let me go into detail okay this fascinates me um we're uh at church on a friday night and we're we have to drive a youth kid home yeah and um it's in the winter time and as we're driving he's driving obviously and i hear a and then like what is that sound he asked me and i don't know dude and we stop we look over the tires popped Mm. Um, so we lost a tire and um, I don't know how to do any of this stuff at the time now I know how to change a tire but I didn't know how to do it this guy gets out of the car and it is so dang cold it is so cold and this guy is in shorts mm. and it's cold and it's windy mm. and he freaking starts just changing his tire you know he gets the jack he starts jacking the car open he's sitting on the floor in shorts you know what I'm just to be honest, I'm just a creature of comfort. Here's the thing, okay, I think people see me when I wear shorts, like in the winter and stuff, and they're like, oh my gosh, do you not get cold? And I'm like, no, bozo. Of course I, of course I get cold. Like, I'm a human Sorry, being. Sorry, that was a call. That was a call. Because he said, bo- who says bozo? Yeah. No, yeah, or Dumbo or whatever. Yeah, yeah nice. Whatever. But basically, I'm like, no, of course I get cold. But for me, my personality, it's like, I'd rather suffer like for 10 minutes in the cold if I know I'm gonna be comfortable for eight hours, right? So like back when I was in high school, right? In the winter, I would like, when we parked at school, my brother and I would drive together. Like the walk from the parking lot, the junior lot was like really far away. So we'd have to walk like 10 minutes to get to school, oh or like gosh. seven minutes or something like that. <clears throat> and I would always wear shorts to school, yeah. but the, in school it would be so hot, right? So then so people would, and so this kind of adds to like my smart anus, I guess, or whatever, but. Um, people would be inside and they'd be like, dude, it's so cold outside. How are you wearing shorts? And I'm like, I didn't know we were outside right now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, well, there it is, ladies Well, I'm just saying, though, like, for me, I'm willing to, I'm really, like, the thing is, it's cold. Like, I feel it. And it hurts, right? But I'm willing to suffer mm. through 10 minutes of cold if I can be comfortable for the rest of the day. There's a fine line between being efficient and being lazy. Mm. I think I teeter that line super hard. <laughs> like I like balance on that line all the time. One thing I've really struggled with growing up is always being called lazy um, by my parents. Mm. And uh, yeah, it doesn't feel comfortable sharing it, but that's just where I, that's just how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was more specifically my dad, not not so much my mom, but um, I was always being called lazy 
And for me, I think I really struggle with it because I always just thought that was a part of who I am. I'm, I'm just lazy. Um, um, I'm not getting good grades. I'm not turning those papers in. I'm not doing the assignments. I'm not, um, why are you just sitting around watching TV, you know? Um, I kind of do think that laziness really isn't a thing. Mm, interesting. Um, and the reason why is because I think it's just a matter of motivation. Um, okay. And I don't really know if that's, you know, me just, you know, holding hands and under a rainbow and ooh la la and sing kumbaya. But, but I really do think, like, it just doesn't make sense to me that people are just lazy. Like, they just don't want to do anything. Maybe there is that rare person. But for me, though, it's when I was going through school, I didn't want to do homework because I didn't see the point. Mm. Um, oh, interesting. You know, yeah. I don't I don't want to do chores because I don't see the point or I don't care if my room is messy or... I do kind of... I do agree with you or I see where you're coming from and it reminds me of this thing that my dad told me a long time ago where he was like... Uh, and my dad loves saying so like this, but he, he'd be like, hey, clean your room. And then me being the smarty that I am, I'd be like, whoa, why would I clean my room? I'm just gonna... It's just gonna get dirty later anyway. And my dad would be like, you know what? You're right. Don't eat later. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're just gonna get hungry anyway. <laughs> and I literally was like nah. good point alright and then I cleaned my room and that was the thing right like that that logic was all I needed that logic was my motivation and that's oh. why I cleaned my room um, Noms what do you think do you struggle with like this concept of laziness or? I do yeah interesting I, so all three of us yeah I struggle with laziness and when I was growing up I would have a really messy room like, oh, really? like my room was so messy, like not like you can't even see the floor messy. Whoa. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm like you. now I'm super clean. Like my room is always clean. And I realized when I was thinking about it actually, I was like, I think it's cause I was always yelled at to clean my room and called lazy and called like these mean things. Like cause I was. I'm yeah. And it was like not motivating because I was like, I mean I feel like shit is now like I don't yeah. I'm not motivated to do anything because I feel terrible about myself you know and I feel like when now when I'm cleaning my room it's for me it's not for the approval of my parents it's not so that they don't think I'm lazy you know yeah. or maybe um sometimes we are lazy yeah but that doesn't mean that's all you'll ever be mm. yeah true true wow. that's true Ooh, that was deep like that was, that. that's why I said it that way I like in that. that voice I'm just kidding I just I like that. then we're gonna we're gonna shift gears here sure. um, uh, man, if there's one thing I do know about um, this guy, Daniel Song, it's that um, he's really taught me over the years. Um, we met in 2011, you know, Peru training 2011 um, for our missions trip. Um, if there's one thing I've learned from Daniel, it's that um, as a man and as a male, um, just the expression of love, you know, it's mm. intriguing to me. Because um, I don't really, I've never really grown up with that. I don't really know what love is besides like a stoic. <laughs> Asian father mm. and I don't know what it means to make it personal and I don't know what it means to love the people around you mm. and I feel like this is something that you're so blessed with and it comes so naturally to you and all your friends all of them can attest to it so here's my question to you that's so flattering um, oh it, is. it is um, and my question to you is um, <clears throat> how do you feel about that um well, that was very flattering to hear that. Um, yeah, such a blessing <laughs> to be able to even be on the receiving end of something that's said um, like that. But um, 
I mean, okay, I don't want to deflect or anything, but I, I think if there's one thing that I'm very blessed with in my life, like, if I never, like, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll end up having, being really rich one day, like, having millions of dollars, whatever. Most likely, probably not. But it could happen. But I think no matter what happens in my life, there will be one thing that will be undeniable, which is um, the abundance of community that God has placed in my life. Good, solid community. Hmm. And the thing is, I think I think as I've gotten older, so growing up, like, I've had good community since I was, like, little. You know, like, Greg, one of my roommates, like, <clears throat> I've been friends with him for, like, over 20 years, like, David Yim, like, Peter Yu, and John Lee. Like, these guys, I've known them for so long, and we've, like, developed these, like, deep relationships over time. And I think growing up, I just felt like, oh, yeah, that's normal. Or, like, oh, having, like, really close friends that you could talk about anything with and, like, serve with and do life with, that's normal. And then as I got older, I realized, oh, my gosh, that's definitely not normal. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, like, a blessing that <clears throat> I wouldn't trade for anything, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I think people... I think the relationships, I can safely say the relationships I have in my life, like the very close ones, are um, are ones that I think sometimes people search their whole lives for, mm-hmm. and they never find, unfortunately. Oh. Um, but the thing is, that's why I know that I'll ne- maybe I'll never be rich with money, but I'll always be rich with community. Yeah, but to, to I don't know, thanks for saying that. Of course. Um, I'm not even the first person to say it or feel it. Um, I'm just the first person to say it on this podcast. <laughs> But there are, there are plenty of people who can really attest to um, just the depth and the lengths of your love for them. And um, I actually wanted to ask Nams, hmm. I wanted to ask you about that too, because um, one thing me and Nams always talk about is that I always feel like Nams is kind of like this fireplace. Um, and that's why we work well together is I'm more like a, not a calculator because I'm not smart, but maybe more of like a little mallet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I kind of just get to the point. Um, mm. But Nams, you're you're like a fireplace, you know, and I feel like that's how that's the basis of your relationships, mm. um, just rooted in love and care and concern and warmth. Um, so I a lot of those qualities I attribute to Daniel. I don't know you in the same way, but mm. I feel like they do apply to you as well. So I feel like when you guys were talking about your relationship with each other, it felt like. I don't hear that a lot from guys hmm. that um, that they have good like guy friends that they could be like vulnerable with and like shared things with. Um, so I don't know if it's like a like a generalization that I have in my head, but most of the guys I know don't have like good solid community, um, which is also I agree. Like it was weird for me to like hear that um, because. Hmm. I do have people around me that I consider to be like my ride or die, you know, like Mm. people that have cared about me through all stages of my life. And I don't know, I feel like maybe because I was bullied a lot, I Mm. was always on the search of like good community. And I don't know, that's always been my prayer. Like, can I, God, can you just send me like good friends? Like, or a friend like <laughs> like that sounds Wait. so sad right you guys are offending our listeners who might have only one friend no really though like i think i've met so many people who feel like they don't have friends well yeah, for sure yeah I, I i i get that um and i get that because when i was in georgia i actually had a really tough time mm. I had a really tough time because i i trusted some people and um 
it's not that they betrayed me, but I think, um, I just don't think they match the expectations of my trust. Mm. And, um, and you know, when I'm in Georgia and Daniel was in Chicago and all my other friends from Hebron or the church I go to had been in, in Chicago, I think, um, I think I just felt more lonely in my life than I had ever experienced or could mm. understand. Mm. And, um, and I get that. I get, I get what it means to have people around you, um, but to not feel their presence. Mm. And I get what it feels like to know a person the things about them, even personal things, and have them know personal things about you, but there's no connection whatsoever. And um, I think my point is is that um, for anyone who is listening and who does resonate with that, who does understand that, um, there are people out there. Um, I, I think my only advice, if I could even give it, if you, the listener, would even take it, is if you really want good friends, it's I think the key is just to learn to be a good friend yourself and expect nothing yeah. in return. Yeah. And I think all my friends act that way. Right. I think they act so selflessly and they give out love so endlessly and they never wait for you to do something for them. They just give. Mm. And and if you're in community with people who give and you give and they give and everyone just gives, um, I think you'll get so much more. If we're talking outside of like a Christian sphere too, which it's kind of hard for me to talk about relationships, without that context but I think um, very practically if you find a group of people that share a common interest that you do and you do that together I think that's like such a good place to start though yeah that's why with guys like I mean I know I heard girls are like find this kind of annoying how it's so much easier for guys to like get along because when they play basketball together yeah and it's like such a okay Noms is like smiling you can't see it but so it's like such a it's almost like with girls it's like you have to be like oh let's talk and like it's like find common interest but with guys it's like let's just shut up and play basketball and then in that you kind of get close it's weird right mm, but fair. so with guys i've heard that like but then there's the other side of that coin too where it's like if you don't play basketball i mean i guess specifically i'm just talking about basketball but if you don't fit in in that way then it's like really hard too mm-hmm. and so it kind of sucks but but it's like so from a not christian standpoint like if like you're into like i don't know like i okay i used to work with a guy who um he was kind of like a renaissance guy and he loved um, learning how to pick locks. Really weird. He tried teaching me so I can pick like padlocks and stuff. And he said that he literally goes to a lock club and then they just like drink wine and have beer and then they pick locks together. But I'm like, hey, whatever works, you know? Like, but pe- there are like things like that out there. Yeah. But he's giving me a really weird look. But No, I just yeah. I'm intrigued. Well, do you think relationships have to be organic? Like, are there any relationships that you feel like you had to will yourself to invest in because I feel like if we're operating on the fact that relationships are organic, it's like only the people that you naturally like Mm. connect with are the people that you're going to invest in. But in my experience, I feel like there are a lot of people that I don't naturally connect with that I want to invest in relationship with, like, because they, I don't know. I feel like maybe they don't naturally connect with a lot of, people and they feel a little lonely so i i have a heart for them because i'm like okay i want to be your friend then like i don't i don't care if we don't connect naturally like let's let's invest time you know let's just try it like even though it's not the most you know like natural or sometimes it's awkward it's so rewarding because when i do invest in that and i get to know that person i'm like man like you're cool like (laughs) I might not have any of the same interests. I might not 
know any of the same things that you do but I am just learning so much because I don't know anything that you know of and maybe this won't be a best friendship but I feel like it's something worth investing in because mm. we're all human right know. right um, actually, it's it's funny though. So I do have friendships like that, but it reminds me of like youth group doing youth group. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, yeah, you guys are both youth group teachers. I was a youth group teacher a long time ago, um, and like some like there because of like our age gap with these kids, like there's so many things that they care about that I couldn't give two craps about. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. And they're like, oh, TikTok or whatever. And I'm like, I don't care about that, but. If it humors you and allows me to like enter like in the space for a second, then whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think as a teacher, like a lot of youth group relationships are forced. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be initially because your kids are also like standoffish or whatever. But um, so I think that's actually helped me develop friendships with people my age that I might not click with necessarily. But yeah. I'm just like, I'm sure there's something we could talk about. Yeah, yeah. And then let's hone in on that and like. Yeah, it's yielded good fruit, though, I think. Yeah, personally for me. Sorry, was it? Oh. No, 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 keep going. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Cool. Are you entertained? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm Are you not entertained? entertained? Nice. Oh, and actually, That's you know, good. the last thing is, is um, Daniel, do you have anything to say to give power and just warmth and life to our, our, our three listeners, apparently? You know what? Because uh, I've because I'm a longtime fan. Of the <laughs> thank you, thank you. I actually know that you guys do this, mm. and so what I was thinking about what I would say when you asked me. So I'm glad you did. Um, and it was something that I actually shared last week at the prayer meeting, the youth prayer meeting. But it's something that I read on a Bible Gateway devotional. <laughs> so shout out Bible Gateway. Shout out. Uh, That's our sponsor. Not sponsored. Not, not sponsored. sponsored. Not, 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 not sponsored. sponsored. But shout out to uh, you guys. But basically. Uh, they wrote this thing, and it still resonates with me two weeks later, but it's, um, you don't have to reach the end of your struggle to experience wholeness. Mm. Like, I, I thought that was, like, so powerful. Because uh, I think so many times, kind of explained that last week, too, is um, we're, like, and it's, like, the whole Shawshank image, right? Like, if, if you guys haven't seen it, spoiler alert. But, um, <clears throat> like, he's, like, crawling through this pipe of crap, and then, when he finally gets out, he's like washing himself off in the lake and it's like so glorious, this moment where he's finally free. Mm. But no one ever would ever think that while he's crawling through a pile of crap, he'd be like, yeah, I'm crawling <laughs> through a pile of crap. Like, but, but it's ironic though because he's crawling through that pile of crap to reach freedom, mm. right? But then in no point he's p- crawling through and like, oh, I'm gonna be free soon. That never happened. He's just right. like throwing up and stuff. Like there are moments of joy and moments of hope and peace while you're going through the crapper and when we actively choose to ignore those moments, it can hurt us way more in the long run yeah. than when we get to the end of the struggle. And so even if you're having a hard time or whatever, if you can find those moments and then hold on to them for dear life, yeah. that will bring you more life and more joy and more hope than you possibly could imagine, I think, yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I thought about this. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> it sounds it. like it. Yeah, it's very, very well put. Um, um, thank you, I, thank you for being yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for, yeah, being no, podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Um, but the outro, uh, basically, it's done in one take, and you just add whatever you can add to this beat. Go. Oh. We. <laughs> Wait, do I start it or do you start R. it? Oh, one take, one take. Done. 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 Yo, See you yo. later, y'all. See you later. Bye.